Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm David Marsland from the Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe and you'll get our news analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcast too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the leader. While all three tiers are less stringent than the national lockdown that we're all living in now, to keep people safe and to keep the gains that are being made more areas than before will be in the top two tiers. The Health Secretary Matt Hancock announcing who's going where in the UK's coronavirus tier system. For London, that's level two. The pubs can stay open with restrictions like alcohol only being served with meals. Theatres can let strictly limited audiences in for performances. It's the same for football grounds. It's not great, but it's not tier three, where all of these would have been closed down some may never have reopened. But how close was the capital to being put into the highest category, like Kent, Birmingham and Sheffield? Our Deputy Political Editor Nicholas Cecil has been getting the inside story on how the decisions were made. Nicholas, it really was nearly Tier 3 for London, wasn't it? The decision was very close. I'm told it was a borderline decision. Ministers and, and health chiefs were scrutinising, poring over a whole stream of data yesterday. And what's happened in London in recent days is that the cases have started to fall, to go down. But there's a big deal of variation across the capital. So if you look to East London, places like Redbridge and Havering, they've still got quite high levels of infection there, which, which they may warrant Tier 3. But if you look into the city centre, places like Westminster, Southwark and Camden, there the infection rate is getting down to levels which are closer to tier one. So the government had an extremely difficult decision to make here, particularly because London is so crucial economically, not only for the capital, but for Britain as a whole. And so they had to try to contain the spread of the disease and reduce it while not damaging businesses, which is so vital for for Britain. It's tier two across the capital. Was there any consideration to making certain boroughs a tier three level? Yes, a, a lot of or a number of MPs have been calling for this because most boroughs are 250,000 to 300,000 people. So that that's the size of many towns um, in large towns in England. So in many ways, it doesn't make sense to treat London as one. 
But in other ways, it definitely does, because Londoners move across the city so much in their social life and in their work life that to actually start putting up barriers between boroughs would be very difficult. So what was going on behind closed doors last night then, Nick? What was Matt Hancock discussing with those health chiefs? What kind of things were they having to consider? So first of all, they look at the cases, number of cases across the age groups, and then also the cases in the over 60s, the disease level, whether cases are going up or down, and how much by, crucially. They also look at something called the positivity rate, which is the proportion of people who are being tested who actually test positive, because that's a good indicator of whether the disease is getting worse or better in a local area. And also pressures on the NHS. And we can get an idea of how devastating, in fact, Tier 3 could have been for the capital when we look at what economists are saying that this most recent lockdown has cost London around about £6 billion in lost output. Yes, no, certainly lockdown and Tier 3 are hugely economically damaging. And just because we've gone into Tier 2, and there'll be lots of people very relieved at that, it doesn't mean that we couldn't be put back into Tier 3 literally in, in two weeks after December the 2nd. Professor Kevin Fenton, who's the London Regional Director for Public Health England, was stressing this morning, our actions over the coming weeks will be crucial in containing the spread of COVID-19, keeping cases on a downward trend and ensuring we do not overwhelm our NHS in January. So it's, it's good news today, but the fight against the virus is still far from over. There's full commentary and analysis in the newspaper and online at standard.co.uk, including comprehensive articles on what being in Tier 2 actually means. Now. The Evening Standard's joining forces with TikTok to launch a £120,000 fund to support the next generation of theatre stars who are struggling under the impact of COVID-19. It's called the Future Theatre Fund, and our arts editor Nancy Durrance here to explain it all. Nancy, why has the Standard created this? Well, I mean, as I'm sure you've noticed, everything is terrible. The industry is really suffering. Um, now, one of the main issues that we think uh, needs dealing with is that the people who are really going to suffer in the long term are actually the young people coming into theatre. They you know, they might have just come out of training, you know, they've sort of come out of this lovely chrysalis where they've created amazing artists out of themselves and they've just come out into a blasted landscape. There is, there's nothing there. It's just really desperate. And that's why we wanted to create the Evening Standard Future Theatre Fund um, in association with TikTok and also with the help of the National Youth Theatre to try and identify uh, the the most promising young recent graduates in in acting in directing or theatre making in design who we can give ten grand to each just to kind of keep them going and to 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 make sure that they're able to to get a foothold in the career that they've spent so long training for and there's also an additional two awards which um, people can actually apply for. And it's the TikTok Breakout Star Awards. And we, I think it's the first time an award has ever specifically targeted people who haven't had formal training. So if people think, you know, if they want to get into theatre and they're talented and they think that that could be 
you know, this could be them and this could be their chance, then we really want to hear from them. And that's going to be really exciting, isn't it, Nancy? Because you're going to have this great panel of people who are going to be looking at all of the entrants and selecting those 10 people that just make you go, wow. Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 it's daunting, but also really exciting because we've got, we've created this amazing panel. You know, it's got all kinds of people on it, including Andrew Lloyd Webber, Helen McCrory, Kwame Kwe Armar, Nadia Fall, who's the artistic director at the Theatre Royal Stratford East, and also Richard Waterworth, who's the general manager of TikTok UK, and also Paul Roseby, who's the head of the National Youth Theatre. He's going to be chairing the whole thing. And lots of other people. It's just, well, A, I'm I've managed to wangle my way on there and I think that's going to be really fun for a start. But also it is just super exciting to know that what we're going to be sifting through is some of the most kind of promising talent that this country's got to offer. And that is you know, right at the beginning, really. And that, that is just really thrilling. And it's in a long tradition of the Evening Standard supporting theatre. I mean, Nancy, we should be at the Theatre Awards right now. I know. Well, that's it. I mean, this is the thing. It's so, it was such a sort of heartbreak when we realised, or rather accepted, <laughs> that we were not going to be able to do the Theatre Awards this year because there just isn't any or there's so very little, you know. And it, we were just sort of talking about it, trying to think, what does theatre need from us? You know, we're not We're not doing this just to kind of have a glitzy party and do a nice fun thing you know it, it's it what matters is is the work that gets celebrated eventually we just thought well, what we need to do is is somehow make a tangible difference and I think I just I'm really proud of it actually I think it's a really good thing to be doing check out the newspaper or go to standard.co.uk for more details and that's the leader join us again tomorrow Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.